Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring the strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working part-time at my private practice and part-time at a community mental health agency in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun, and please refer to your state guidelines and licensing boards for any ethical concerns. And please remember to subscribe and follow our podcast and on Instagram. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. Welcome to our bonus episode today. Yes. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about interpersonal neurobiology, or IPNB, um, what it is, and why we should care, because it's going to inform really the basis of this podcast and so much of what we believe the essence of being human and being a therapist is. Um, and we know that people bring different orientations and schools of thought into their work. So if you are strictly like a behavior modification clinician, you might find that some of this is intriguing and you also might find that you completely disagree and that's okay. Um, there are some of you that are also passionate about relational neuroscience and also feel at a loss. Like how do we, how do we stop theorizing? How do we Mm -hmm. stop making this, um, like a textbook and apply that? So part of what we're hoping to do is, you know, we've read a lot, especially in preparation for today, to try to make this digestible um, and to also explain why you should care and and kind of how our podcast, what it's founded on. Yeah. We have so much more admiration and gratitude for Dr. Dan Siegel as we oh, sat yeah. here and tried to come up with how do we explain neurons and interpersonal neurobiology to folks in a digestible manner. Mm-hmm. And he's done a wonderful job of it, but hard to do. So, yeah, I don't know how he did it. I am also grateful. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead, Kelly, and share what is IPNB? Yeah. So Dr. Dan Siegel, who is the founder of Interpersonal Neurobiology, is that true? Is Uh, one of the founders? It seems like in the 90s specifically, there was like this budding field and Mm. many different people. And he is one of the most well-known and highly respected. But I'm thinking about several other names that- Alan Shore. Yeah, Alan Shore, Cozzolino, McGilchrist, Eckert. Like there's some other people that around that time are probably also founders. But I feel like Dan Siegel, this is my opinion, so take it for what it's worth. I feel like he makes it the most understandable and he's also the most well-known. He's written so much on it. Yes. Okay. But interpersonal neurobiology is a field of science. Dr. Dan Siegel has been the person that has helped bring it to therapists and make it digestible. It's just like psychology, sociology, anthropology, biology. It actually is all of those and more. It mm-hmm. takes all of the fields of science, puts them together, and gives us one shared meaning to inform us on how the human de- how human development is, the brain development. Mm-hmm. Inter is this between space and personal is this very deep personal experience within me. And then there's this very deep personal experience within you. And so between us, we are having very deep personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And within interpersonal neurobiology, 
there are several topics that you can branch off on. One thing we want to speak about today are neurons. Yeah, because so much of what we're talking about is um, it just depends on if you're what kind of what vernacular is going to resonate. So throughout our podcast, we'll use different words and language to kind of mean the same thing. And I think that that's helpful for clients, too, Um, because as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, it's like how our nervous system intermingles with someone else's. And we know that there is that shared entanglement or intermingling where they're affecting the other one. Um, And we can't not interact in that way. Our nervous systems can't not be affected by one another. Um, And neurons are the building block of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And they're just like any other cell, except they transmit information throughout the body. And when we think about neurons, we're usually thinking about our skull brain. Um, But it turns out that they of course, there are in many places of the body. Yes. So you'll hear us talk about like the heart brain and um, the belly brain specifically. And it all works together so beautifully with what Dan Siegel's talking about that our whole selves interact with the other person's whole self, that shared space in between. Yes. And it really is kind of the essence of connection and what what it is being human, the essence of being human. One thing that was brought to mind as you're talking about that is when you had sent me the video when you were watching the recording of you and I. Mm, Yes. This is awesome. Yes. Please talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only have what you told me and this was really your experience, but it felt exciting. Certainly in episode one, I don't even know what those are called. You're kind of the editor here. What are these green lines called? Okay, so I am only familiar with Adobe Audition for all of five weeks now, but um, I think it's the amplitude. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, like the basically the lines that go up and down when you're recording and it shows basically shows like the pitch tone and like cadence of your voice. Mm -hmm. So Abby had sent that to me and said, look at the beginning of episode one. And and now we can actually look at all of episode one Mm -hmm. and see that those lines that go up and down are just everywhere. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when we became more in sync with each other throughout episode one, and even now into episode six, these green lines are almost completely on mark with each other. It is the most amazing. We have to post this after this episode airs. We'll post the picture. It is like, oh man. And if you're like an IPNB geek like us, it was the most exciting, tangible, because so much of what we're talking about, like, okay, your nervous system intermingles, deep personal experiences. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. How do you make the intangible or the subjective feeling implicit stuff tangible? And that was such a good example of us um, really in sync with one another it was really cool and then it's funny because as i thought of that episode in the beginning we were a bundle of like well this is a bad phrase but a bundle of nerves we were nervous about yes about doing this and it was disjointed and by the end of it we were in a groove and i remember feeling more at ease and then it's interesting that the recording reflects that yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. We we will definitely post yes. that for for mm-hmm. listeners on our Instagram page and on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So, bringing what we've shared now that interpersonal neurobiology is the space between my very deep personal experience and your very deep personal experience, and then we have these neurons in my body that are transmitting transmitting information throughout the body. And then you also have neurons in your body that are transmitting information throughout the body. 
there are four types of neurons. The one that we're very excited and wanting to talk to you about today are mirror neurons. And mirror neurons are, drumroll, <laughs> Abby. I feel like there's nothing I could say to really do justice by mirror neurons because they are so, there's several things we're excited about, but they're just so fundamental to what we're talking about. Um, but they are literally the the type of neuron that help embed another person inside of us and us in them. And I think the easiest image that comes to mind is like a baby. Mm -hmm. So if you're holding the baby, the baby only knows that they're precious. This is something that Dr. Purvis talks about with mm -hmm. trust-based relational intervention. Um, the baby only knows that they're precious based on the look on your face. And so they're seeking to know like, who am I? What do you think of me? Mm -hmm. And whether that happens or doesn't happen, especially for a baby, mm -hmm. is formative for the rest of their life. But but mirror neurons continue to be a part of all of our experience throughout the lifespan. And that's why it's important when we're with someone to be reflecting their inherent worth or preciousness always or take try to take delight in that person before they come so that they can see who they really are to be that accurate mirror. And I think another clinical example can be like when that client comes back the next week and says, oh, the, you know, this thing happened and I, I could hear your voice about this, or I remembered something that you said. And that's like this beginning of imprinting on your client, but clients do that for us too. So part of this podcast is refuting the myth that we are unaffected. I think um, when I was in grad school, there was this idea of, and we talk a little bit about this in maybe it's episode one, um, the transference and countertransference. Mm -hmm. And really mere neurons tell us that we do carry our clients with us. Yes. Always. And lastly, I like how Bonnie talks about, um, Bonnie Badnock talks about mirror neurons are really the culmination of what it is to have empathy, to feel with another person or um, the felt oneness with another person. Yes. Um, and you have a few somatic examples of what that looks like too. Examples could be when we're first thinking about a baby, when we stick our tongue out to the baby and the baby's at a developmental age where they stick their tongue out back <laughs> at us. Yes. They are mirroring what we just did. Those are the mirror neurons firing. And when they fire, they wire together. Yes. Another example would be when somebody posts maybe like a really bad scraped knee where it needs stitches on your social media and you cringe a little. Yes. Because you have this feeling of knowing what that feels like. Or even if that's never happened to you, mm -hmm. you still have this wiring and firing of mirror neurons. Or when someone tells you, I just bit my tongue and you go, oh. Well, and it's that oneness, that felt oneness with someone else. So it could be like why we get teary watching a movie. Yes. That's not really happening. We don't know those characters, but we feel the grief with them or we feel joy with them. Or, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Movies rely on mirror neurons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. the thing to be mindful of is that's why we care about this in the therapy room. If a client didn't have somebody to mirror their preciousness and inherent worth to them, that is why you need to be this very clear mirror for them mm -hmm. to be able to mirror that back to them because that is where the work starts and the work begins. And to add on to that, Robin Goebel speaks a lot about this and I'm sure others do too, that self-regulation is mm -hmm. a myth. It is. And when we have parents um, that come to us and say, I want my kid to self-regulate, that cannot happen 
because this kid needs to first have internalized Mm co-regulation. And that speaks to what Abby was sharing when a client comes back and says, I was in this moment and then I remembered your words, or I was in this moment and I remembered the deep breathing that you keep telling me about. They have internalized you. You are imprinted inside of them and they've begun to internalize co-regulation. You have to have internalized co-regulation as a therapist to be able to regulate in the therapy room for your client. Well, and it's not an offering unless, because the thing about mirror neurons is it's so implicit. Mm -hmm. So you can say things like, you're precious. Right. This doesn't really land. I mean, that's nice to say Mm -hmm. to your client, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's going to land. Right. It's the, it's the implicit. We'll talk more about this in later episodes, but it's that implicit body-based reflection and being with um, that we're offering. And it is kind of like this mystical, intangible thing, which is why we were excited about the the picture to show you like that can be what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's why kids will like my kiddo will be yelling about something Mm -hmm. and for better or for worse, right? If he's excited and yelling or if he's like angry and frustrated and yelling. And then if I match his energy, but I'm regulated, Mm -hmm. then, then we can both come down together. Yes. Um, and so you can see that really easily with kids, how they match our voice and they match our energy. We want to do the same thing with clients and even adults. I mean, we're talking a lot about kids, but adults are going to need the same reflection back at them. And sometimes we are, especially sadly for adults, we might be the only person that's giving them, that's offering the co-regulation that they can internalize, um, and carry with them in between sessions. Like for the adult that says, I just want to be okay. I broke up with this person and I should be fine. Mm. I, I I can meet all my own needs on my own, especially in Western culture. This idea of like glorifying separateness um, is so tragic because it is not based on science um, at all. No. No. I think that ties into the quote that you have. We want to leave you today with a quote from Cozzolino, who writes a great book on the neuroscience of psychotherapy that we will link in the show notes Um, He says that biology expresses a fundamental strategy of the physical universe. It connects things. Neurons, neural networks, individuals, tribes, and countries reflect nested organizations within more complex organizations. And he goes on to talk about zooming in to look at neurons and how they connect and wire together and zooming out to look at cultures and groups of people and the world in general, how it needs to connect in order to work effectively. And I think it's a really beautiful visual. I love that. The last thing I want to add is if this is the first episode that you are listening to, please know that we are leaving out the theorizing. However, this felt so important to give folks a base of what's going to be happening in episodes Mm -hmm. to come. And we will be having more unscripted and and human conversations with this understanding. Yeah. So we're cheersing you some coffee this morning or afternoon, and we hope you have a great week till next time. Take care.